Hey guys, as always, the Side Character Podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Side Characters Podcast, a podcast about diversity in nerd culture. I'm Jordan. And I'm Leah. And we are back after a short hiatus because our lives short. were... Yeah, after a short hiatus, let, let me have this one. <laughs> because our lives got busy, I moved, Leah's doing a PhD, and the world is falling apart around us. But we are back. Welcome back for us quote-unquote season two but this is the preseason show where it's still important but the points still don't matter um this time we're um going to be doing things a little bit different on this episode it's going to be a little bit more of important i'm sorry i'm getting a um welcome to the rare network or rage against nerd news network i am jordan and i'm leah and we will today be talking about the most important hitting news in the nerd culture right now so we it have will b- make you angry yeah i mean <laughs> it will make you rage against nerd news <laughs> That, that is our new tagline. <laughs> nerd, nerd news, it will make you rage against nerd news. I like it. So yeah. If so if you're not angry by the end of it, we've done our jobs wrong. If you're not angry by the end of it, we truly messed up, and we apologize. <laughs> so uh, we're back. Yeah, we're we're back in rare form. So. I prepared a topic to talk about recent nerd news. Leah prepared a topic to talk about recent nerd news. We, I don't know anything about Leah's topic, and I think Leah knows like a bit of the surface of my topic, but we're going to like tell each other about these infuriating things in nerd news and kind of just go over the importance of what's happening and just so everybody knows. Um, so I can start off with mine. Well, like, first, how though, feeling? how are you feeling, Leah? Are, are you feeling uh, happy? Because I'm about to ruin that for you. Yeah. Well, first, we need to get a happy announcement out of the way. Oh, get the shoot, happiness yes. out of the way. And then Send the pain on below. to the frustration. Yes. What, what is the happy news, actually, of the happy news? news? Yeah. It's exciting for us. We're official. Yay. Woo. Pause yes. for effect. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we are part of a network now called the Educated Net Mess. Network. I can say that correctly. It's a pot. So really quick, we are a part of a network now. We're part of the Educated Mess Network. Leah, say it with enthusiasm. Say it with I'm some trying. pizzazz. I, you know, I Please. wasted all my pizzazz on that intro. It was okay. unfortunate. Come on, you got this. Let's it's one more time. Good. Take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> We're part of the Educated Mess Network, which is a podcast network centered around shows that take deep dives into their subject matter and utilize quality resources to inform their work. You know, we try. So That's my response to that. But yeah, it means that we're slightly more official. And we got peoples. And yeah. a website. So yeah, now we're part of the Educated Mess Network, which is it's a couple of podcasts so far, such as Rumor Flies, Jack of All Trades, and I'll do a plug at the end, um, everything but and also us. And it's just very specific topics, and you know, it's for the purpose of education. We're, we're an edutainment network. And it's great to be part of the network with these guys. Because first off, they're really good guys. And second of all, the shows are great. And to, it, 
is great to know that our show was good enough to be a part of their network. So we're coming back with a vengeance and releasing new shows so that we can truly impress our now um, overlords, Corp- as you call yeah, them. Yeah, our corporate. Our overlords, our overlords, yes. And if you are listening to this episode, um, Greg, quote 217, it will always remain true in my heart. Anyways, so, yeah, let's get to the infuriating news. Um, So we got the good stuff out of the way. Um, Everybody's happy for us. Everybody, I know that there was like a standing ovation once we announced that, but let's get to the really infuriating stuff. So, Leah, is it okay if I start by pissing you off? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the news that I have, and this is something that's been rolling around for a while, and it's as uh, when I get to the end of my notes, it's something that you know happens in the gaming industry. But um, everybody might have heard of this. The this is the Activision Blizzard lawsuit that was um recently released, and there are some issues in Paradise with the company that we've talked about in good light many times before, Blizzard. Um turns out that they are the nicest people behind the scenes so um i guess my question to you leah starting out do you know like what what do you know about the stuff that's come out well i've seen like the titles of articles and basically like (laughs) like i know the the headlines like (laughs) i i haven't really had like because i knew it wasn't going to be fun i wasn't really reading it because i was doing other stuff uh, but I saw the headlines, which is just that Blizzard and Activision weren't fun places to work, like everybody thought. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, like we've talked about Blizzard in like good light before, especially when it comes to the game Overwatch. And for this new season of side characters coming up, we had originally had in our notes talking about how great Overwatch was, and um, that kind of changed after some of this news came out. So. I'm going to get into this like I do with my usual notes with starting out with what is it? The definitions pretty much. But um, Activision Blizzard is the result of the 2008 merger of gaming companies Activision and Blizzard. Activision Blizzard is responsible for games such as World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, and frequently talked about on our show, Overwatch. Um, Blizzard to the public and if... Mm-hmm. massively mo- sorry just pointing out to some people don't play video games those are mainly massively online multiplayer games that have like people playing with each other in ma- in huge masses just just in case you don't know what those are there you go yeah 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 so i mean overwatch is um you know a team game where you have two teams of six playing against each other and it, overwatch is also one that is God, what are they, they call it? The competitive games. You know more about the competitive side than e-sports. I do. Esports. Esports, thank you. So Overwatch is an esport. World of Warcraft is an MMORPG, which is a massive multiplayer online role-playing game. And Call of Duty uh-huh. is like the competitive like shooting game that a lot of play. But like Activision Blizzard is responsible for some of the biggest names in gaming. And yeah. Still on their website, if you go, like, I did search this before I, like, wrote these, though, and that was funny. Blizzard to the public is presented as a company that supports diversity and inclusion for all groups. And it's, like, they say it's shown through their internal culture, their content in communities, and, like, also their, like, games, such as, like, Overwatch being lauded constantly for its diverse characters, diverse settings, and things like that. Like, we've said on the show many times, like, Overwatch has a lot of diversity 
And it was like, oh, this is amazing because you don't see this type of diversity in other video games. So why are we here talking about Activision Blizzard in a negative light now? Um, here we go. This is I'm I'm sorry, yeah. Lee, this is upsetting. Give it to me. This is really give upsetting. it to me. So after a two-year investigation on July 20, 20th, 2021, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, D um, F E H filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard alleging sexual harassment, unequal pay, and other discrimination. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go through kind of just summarize what was in the lawsuit and kind of go over why this is pretty messed up. So Blizzard was said to have a quote-unquote frat boy office environment that encourages sexual harassment, including but not limited to groping, comments about women's bodies and rape, criticizing mothers for picking up kids from daycare, and quote-unquote cube crawls where male employees would go from cubicle to cubicle, drinking heavily and making inappropriate advances towards female employees. So, um... Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, and, and oh, there's more. So, like... In general, like a lot of people know that like some workplaces are a little bit harder for women to work. There's some workplaces that go out of their way to make it comfortable for women to work for like, oh, yeah, if you need to take your kids to daycare, we're going to be there for you. And Blizzard was one like was on the surface supposed to be doing that. But now we get this report that um, not only are they um, verbally harassing women, they are also um, physically harassing women as well with these quote unquote cube crawls. Um, num- bullet point number two out of four for this first part. An employee, um, the World of Warcraft executive creator Alex Afrasavi, I don't know how to pronounce his last name and I apologize, but one of the executive creators of World of Warcraft, his hotel room during the annual BlizzCon event in 2013 was allegedly called the, quote, Cosby Suite due to the oh, man's God. reputation for harassing women. Um, Cosby, as you know, Bill Cosby, who was, um, you know, accused of multiple rapes and drugging of women. So to have be so prolific of an asshole that your hotel room is called the Cosby suite, that means there there is a lot going on there. Um, bullet point number three. which i did see one clip when all this came out of people starting to release clips. And I did have one question for you after that, which was yeah. that. I did see one clip where it was the people, World of Warcraft, WoW creators answering a woman's question about why couldn't they make basically better female characters with all their clothes on. Because most WoW female characters are half naked. And the guy was very offensive in his response. Um, And uh, so I did see that. And I kind of knew that about... Like, I kind of feel like that doesn't surprise me at all for WoW. Do you know if this extends to all departments? Um, I do not know if it extends to all departments. I know that it, um, specific, like, there are a lot of higher-ups, and I know that it specifically was, um, World of Warcraft people, but I don't know if it was all departments. Um, Interesting. The lawsuit doesn't specifically say which departments, but I know very specifically it was World of Warcraft. Okay, um, so I'm generally going to probably think that it was a general phenomenon, that, but maybe there were pockets of good people. Yeah, and well, that's the thing, and I think you sent me one thing where it was like people saying, it was like, like female workers saying, it was like, I did work at 
World of Warcraft, it wasn't, not World of Warcraft, I did work at Blizzard, it wasn't everybody, but I have heard stories and I do believe all these stories. Like, yeah, okay. So, so I know that, like, with everything's like, it probably wasn't every single man in every single department in every single game, but it was a problem. Yeah, and no one, and the other departments did anything to yeah. stop the ones mm-hmm. in the other, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, bullet point three. So, um, this one, again, and there's been people fi- fired back about against this one, but um, bullet point three, allegedly a female employee committed suicide due to suffering, quote-unquote, um, intense sexual harassment during a business trip. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was specifically stated in the lawsuit. And then four, the lawsuit... Um, alleges that any reporting for these issues would see retaliation such as layoffs and involuntary transfers. That does not surprise me considering the practices that most video game developers do. In case people don't know, most video game developers have notorious practices for punishing their people for doing things wrong. EA! And I I know in general, this is a thing that like happens a lot in workplaces, why a lot of people don't speak up. And everybody's like, oh, why didn't you never say anything? Well, it's like the the, the retaliation is a thing that happens all over. And especially if you're a diverse person, you know that it is a thing that can happen. And that fear is within you. Because I know there was a lot of times at one of my older jobs where um, let's just say People weren't the greatest, and I wanted to report it to HR, but I was afraid of retaliation, especially after I heard the um, head of HR gossiping and talking bad about someone who reported a different problem. So it's a thing that does exist, retaliation, and it's a thing, especially if you are a minority worker and have any sort of complaint, are afraid of speaking up because you're afraid of either losing your job or being transferred or being paid less or some sort of retaliation coming back and falling down on you. Well, and I, uh, not even just that, I was kind of insinuating the fact that the video game in general, if you do something wrong, like don't, your video game doesn't perform well enough, they basically destroy you. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that video game developers do. So it's not even just the minority thing. It's just that they are like, oh, your video game didn't sell well? Great. We're going to take apart your department piece by piece and you will no longer have a job. So I'm like, that's extra fear. Double the fear. Oh, all yeah. the fears from all aspects. Yeah. And, I mean, they'll take things away from you. They'll allocate resources to other places. It, yeah. Retaliation exists. So, so that, that is the first section of the lawsuit is, um, intense sexual harassment, retaliation against people who did report. Um, and there, like in one of the articles I read, and I'll post this, um, later, there were like a bunch of women who did go to Twitter and were like, yeah, this is true. And it's like, this happened. This is my story. And it it was again, like a, a Me Too moment specifically for, this blizzard lawsuit is because blizzard did fire back but i'll get to that in my notes so section b but wait there's more um Uh bullet point number one for section b the lawsuit also alleges that in hiring and sorry what did i oh man I messed up my notes. But yeah, lawsuit um, alleges that there's discrimination in hiring and payment. Um, Women were allegedly paid less than men despite being hired in the same period as men. Um, Women were assigned to lower level positions and passed over for promotions despite doing equal, if not more, work. And 80% of the workers were male, showing that there was like a general bias against new female employees. 
And like again with a lot of these things we talked about, it's like oh well, there's just not that many women in the ga- gaming industry, and oh, there's not that many. What? No, there are. They it's there, there is an actual bias against hiring because of preconceived whatevers. And connections. And, conne- and connections you know. as well, yeah. It's, it, yeah, and that's something they will always tell you in, like, finding jobs. Oh, it's all about who you know. But a lot of times, like, it doesn't even matter what your skill is for some of these things. Like, you will get hired if you're a man. Um, yeah. And these previous allegations were reportedly worse for women of color. Um, and, again, with reporting of these things, like, you know, if you see, like, your male employee making more than you and you're getting that, there was also retaliation with this yeah so yeah Yeah, it's bad yeah like apparently if you were a woman of color black whatever it may be apparently it was way worse you were paid um way less you and yeah you were pretty much treated quote-unquote like a slave where it's like oh yeah you had to do all this work but for very little money and you were working way way longer way harder than a lot of the male employees and that's, it's just so it's frustrating because generally in most in mo in like 99 percent of western society black women just get the fucking short end of the stick yeah. and it just blows my mind every single time because guess what that trend's gonna come up again in today's episode oh like I said, I know nothing about your topic. I'm terrified. Um, yeah. So what was the reaction to this lawsuit? Um, this is kind of part number three. Is So after the lawsuit was released to the public, Blizzard denied the claims. Um, Activision Blizzard stated that they did their own investigation and stated that the claims were distorted and in many cases false descriptions of Blizzard's past. Um, though there were some... Um, Blizzard, like, higher-ups, like, I think maybe it was the president or someone higher up did specifically say, it's like, oh, like, sent out an apology through emails, like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry that these things happened and we will be better. Um, other Blizzard higher-ups responded as such, saying the claims were made up or exaggerated and they came out against the DFEH, saying, like, oh, yeah, you guys are just, like, trying to tarnish our good name. Um... And, of course, like I stated earlier, in retaliation to those types of responses, both current and former female employees took to Twitter to tell their stories. And, like, kind of a flood in of yet another Me Too, like, um, movement of, hey, they're saying this one thing. We've experienced it. They can, like, put flowery words around it. But this is true. This happened to me. Here is my story. Um, And it's actually, honestly... It rips my heart out reading some of these stories because, like, I've, again, I've experienced, I've worked in a, um, in a hostile work environment. I've, I've, I've had times when I would wake up and not even want to go to work, but my story isn't as bad as some of the stories I read on Twitter. Yeah. And it's To know that it could be worse, that is heartbreaking. (laughs) I, I had a, I... In spring, I started going back and watching um, an Overwatch coach that I used to watch on the regular in the spring of this year. 
And one of the things I remember them discussing was why Jeff Kaplan had left Blizzard. Oh, yeah. Jeff Kaplan in the early part of the year had left Blizzard. And I think the other person did too, who does Blizzard or who does Overwatch. Sorry, Jeff Kaplan does over, was one of the creators or executive or something, something high up in Overwatch. And he left. And everybody was like, oh, we don't really know why they left. They didn't really say. Hmm, makes a lot of sense now. Makes a lot of sense why they left. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... <sighs> so, um... Oh, and also, retaliation. There are people, like, filling out petitions and wanting to um, change the name of Overwatch character. So, yeah, I think it was... It's widespread, but... Yeah, change the name of Overwatch character McCree because the person he was named after, Jesse McCree, was linked to the um, Cosby suite mentioned in the oh lawsuit. So, but, um... Yeah, there, there's... There, there's a lot to it and i mean there's more there's more coming out and as we go like and i'll we'll probably maybe do like a quick update or maybe like write like a blog post as a quick update later since now we have like a kind of a website to do that on hey look at that um yeah. but yeah that that's pretty much like the blizzard hole and i think the worst part that i'm about to go and say and i think this is something leah knows already but um this isn't an isolating incident this isn't like blizzard isn't the only company that has had gaming company that has had stuff like this and i mean there's there's probably a lot more than the two big incidents i'm going to mention but this isn't isolated this isn't like a brand new thing especially when it comes to hiring and sexual harassment but like um so two incidents that i like found as i was like going through and researching for my notes um riot games responsible for league of legends was reportedly rigging the system to have women doing jobs way above their pay grade to have men come in and replace them so like they would give women super hard jobs that they like were way above like the pay grade way above like what they were hired for and then be like oh you're not doing your job right you're gone here's a man to come replace you and then um also again with like the kind of frat boy environment men would um were like it was alleged that men would pass around lists of female coworkers they wanted to sleep with. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So so like something you would hear like in a frat or like in freaking like high school or like on a TV show showing what not to do. Men were passing around like, oh yeah, it's like here's this person. I would like it's disgusting. Yeah. No, it's it's not proper behavior for a workplace, period the end. There, yeah. There's no exceptions to that. That is not, that is something just, that you could very easily be fired for and you should have been fired for if this was something that was going around. It's frustrating to me too because there's all these people who are like trying to fight back by being like, no, video games have improved. They're, they're so much better. And I'm like, I feel like it's only indie developers who are better. Yeah. Because big AAA ones are still pulling the same shit that they've been pulling for years and all their excuses about like, why they can't animate women or have properly done women or all the shit. I'm sorry. I specifically about women because I've been trying to combat this for years about having properly characterized female characters and shit like that. It's just like all bullshit. And we've been fighting against people who didn't even care. Yeah. Because they can't even treat the people in reality as human well, beings and like one of the articles i read and like kind of like the psychology of it and they were like talking like oh well why do these things happen and like 
you know, there's no excuse for it. But like they were talking about like with like some of the like higher ups in this, they're they're treated like rock stars and stuff in their industry for the things that they created. So like they're get this hero persona and this like rock stars like, oh yeah, you are like the best of the best, you're top, you're great. Um and there's like the their heads blow up over it and then they start to think of themselves as i mean (laughs) talking about videos thinking of themselves almost like gods and they can do and treat people however they want to treat they want to live that rock star lifestyle with like plenty of women alcohol drugs all of that stuff and then that's how they start treating everybody else and that's not acceptable and it's kind of a problem and with people in general is like once you start giving people power they will abuse it <laughs> and it's just uh, i don't know it's it's, it's a mess but um, and another incident that happened was um U- ubisoft responsible for um assassin's creed and a couple of other games like far cry and stuff um they saw several executives resign and other employees leave after numerous incidents of harassment including um harassment from the co-founder so yeah again with that like rock star persona you think you can do whatever the fuck you want and um yeah that's not acceptable get the hell out the thing the thing that's almost different though like i understand that explanation but the thing that is slightly different with blizzard in this case and activision is the fact that it was so widespread so it's clearly not just executives yeah yeah no it's clearly not just people who are getting a big head because of this it's clearly just a like attracting the wrong people and people being gross humans i I think it's a yeah it's attracting the wrong people but like kind of like once you have these people in there they start to affect the environment around them and they kind of bring in more people who are like them and they kind of basically in a way train people to be like them and it's kind of gross so yeah yeah it's well that's the that's the whole thing is they're like oh it's everybody you know and if the people you know are more white men then the people you're gonna hire are more white men and then yeah and that's why i'm starting my business of rent to black so um you can rent me out if you want to have more diversity at your company and i will help you not only just see white men i'll become your friend and your um sherpa through not being a bigoted white dude by being the, i will tokenize myself for the greater good of america <laughs> just sitting in the, like behind their in their ear being like you can't say that it's like that's not allowed psst, psst. hey how about maybe more black characters and not all of them have to have afros or buzz cuts yeah yeah. Hey, 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 yeah. you can't treat a woman like that, like, period, the end, man. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, just like in an executive right. meeting, like, have the exec, it just be like, like, lean over their shoulder, like, hey, how about not? <laughs> how yeah. about you don't? It's the, frustra- it's the frustration of the system at this point. I'm just like, I'm just kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's frustrating because we're talking about changing all these, it's, as I just said, like, we're talking about changing all these things in video games, and is it getting better, or isn't it getting better, and it's like, is it? Are we? Because this exists, and that's frustrating to, like, how, like, is this the last holdout, or are, are, how many other companies are like this? I, I, I think, really, 
we need to have like the weed out and it, there needs to be investigations in all of like the bigger companies because like it probably does exist everywhere else but i mean we're also seeing like you were saying the flood of indie games these days and i think when we get more indie games and we get more um smaller companies that do treat their employees right and like have like a dream and idea and start pushing out their stuff then we're going to like see kind of a um like new age of how game developers treat their employees and how game developers treat their games as well and that will like slowly maybe push out the other bullshit yeah well i'm also intrigued by like (laughs) companies that are in another country because i immediately currently just thought of cd project red who's located in i believe poland yeah i think so Mm -mm -mm. let me check double check that hold on hold on remind me where they're from I think they're Polish CG project. Or the people who did Dying Poland. Light. They're Poland. Poland. Yep. That's Poland. Yeah. And Poland has some real issues with anybody LGBT and stuff like that. So I'm like, how do we know what the culture's like at companies like that? Like, that are existing in countries that will applaud them for doing actions that most other countries would say, no, that's not okay. Mm. So... Uh, I'm. I just am thinking about that as a future thing. I mean, it's. I'm not saying anything about CD Projekt Red, people. I'm just. I'm just thinking about the fact because it's, I was thinking about Poland as a country and how it really, really hates the government. Hates LGBT. Yeah. Anything. Uh, so they're kind of like a Russia, huh? Oh yeah, Jeez. there was protests. They enacted like anti-LGBT laws, Jeez. like only like a year ago. Jeez, just. Uh... But yeah, I, I guess it's just going to be kind of like looking and also like pay, paying attention to the news that comes out because I know like with some of the other like the Ubisoft thing and um, the what was it, Riot Games like something that kind of went under the radar f- for me that I didn't know but it's also just paying attention to news that comes out. But yeah, so Leah, do you have any other thoughts about this Activision Blizzard news? No, it just makes no. me sad, but I'm glad I know now. Yeah, and, like it's good to know. And it, it, it is like heartbreaking because like we we talk so much about Overwatch and like it may not be all of the people who worked on Overwatch and stuff, but we like especially when I like I do feel a little bad like playing the games. I also like just just I'm not going to until they get their act together. Until there's like a known thing that like this stuff is not happening at blizzard anymore i'm not going to support any future blizzard games because i don't want to put money in the pockets of people who are going to treat their employees like that period it's just i don't want to keep perpetuating because i don't i don't want to keep oh yeah we're gonna gonna keep buying these games every time they come out and then it's this stuff is just going to perpetuate and keep happening if like there isn't a stance against it and i hope that with all this coming out and the reaction from gamers and the gaming community i hope that they clean up even yeah. more so than just yeah. the um, lawsuit stuff. I hope that they stop denying the bullcrap and they like look at themselves. We need to fix this. Because also, like, can't happen. <laughs> the gaming industry is still like it's great. All the gamers are getting older. That's great. You're still fighting against the older generation. Yeah, still. You're still fighting against people who are have a negative view of gamers. So you should cherish the good feedback you do get and really takes this to heart the fact you're giving it like the fact of the matter is is that i'm not surprised about the wow people at all that doesn't surprise me at all because i i've always had a pretty negative opinion of of to me i've never played wow (gasps) (laughs) 
go on. Goodness gracious. God. <laughs> but I also like like for me the perception that's in my head of people who play WoW is the very stereotypical nerdy white guy. Often with a negative association of drooling over these women in this game who have like fake ass armor that barely covers their boobs and shit like that. That's probably an incorrect perception of most people who play WoW. But the issue is, is that it's been ingrained in me because of all the, because of the people you see who do act like that when they, and talk about the female characters in those games. And it's just like, if you've got me who knows that it's probably not like, I know that there's amazing people who play WoW and just love it as a game and think it's really cool. Like, I'm still fighting that perception of WoW because of those things that I've seen from people acting that way. Yeah, it's just, just, yeah, I mean. And and we all know about COD players. Like, I'm just saying, the other day on Instagram, I did send Jordan a video (laughs) of a woman racing to say it was the speed running to being told to get back into the kitchen in Call of Duty. And it took 2.9 seconds of her entering the chat and saying hello for a guy to tell her to get into the kitchen. I'm sorry, like... Just gonna say for audience and Liam, like my like little chuckle at that wasn't because I think it's funny. I just it's so ridiculous that so that ridiculous. is a thing. Like laugh. I have to laugh because that's, that's two point nine seconds before you I got. I think a, that's how long yeah, it was. You got so like, a short. sexist comment. That is amazing. It was under how five seconds. Up that is that two point five seconds before you get and a she, sexist well, comment. Well, and she was. <laughs> She was setting it up like it was a speed run, like people. So speed running for a thing is people who go through games really yeah, fast. As fast as she possible. was treating it like she was uh, approaching for a speed run. So at the end, she like started clapping and was like, "Yeah, yeah!" It was very funny as a woman who's experienced that type of thing and thing. Also, the fact it was Call of Duty, which Call of Duty is one of the most toxic. Oh yeah, male yeah. oh my god, yeah. Games. I I do not like play call of duty online and i never will have my voice on a call of duty game because immediately you will get destroyed by like tons yeah. of kids saying either racist sexist, all types of thing i know like even yesterday like we were talking to a friend about overwatch and she was just like yeah i, I never turn on my mic for um competitive no. play. i was like yeah, yeah. And we, like both immediately understand it's like yeah yeah of course not i immediately confirmed <laughs> like, yeah. and she I will go and just let them know in the chat that I have my mic on and listening to calls. And the other person confirmed that, yeah, that's a really good way to do it if you're a woman. Like, and we all know this way around it. If you play, you don't get on comms. You just confirm that you're listening. And so people will respect you more and try and like actually (laughs) contribute. It's yeah, it's the, the thing us women have to do to get around this. But yeah, anyways, that's the last on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Please hit me with your news. So I'm I'm already upset. Let me just like take a deep breath. Jordan, I'm going to do some stretches. Just one and two. Okay. This is going to be really bad. This is going to be real bad. Okay. I'm going to drink some water. <laughs> I already did my stretches. Okay. Okay. Touch my toes and we are ready. Please, Leah, destroy my life. Okay. So this one is very current, everyone. We're recording this. God, can I say the date? Is that fine? Sure. I mean, it doesn't matter, but sure. (laughs) We're recording this August 22nd, and this, the most recent thing I have on this is from two days ago. From August 20th. So this has been developing. It started on the 9th of August. It not started, but it's like very recent. Um, 
so get ready because this is infuriating and will make everybody angry and makes me angry and whew. all right so basically this involves twitch which just because i know most like not everybody we know who listens to this knows what twitch is because we don't all use the same platforms to consume our nerd media twitch is a video game live streaming service that is a subsidiary of amazon still not completely subsumed in amazon it's still a subsidiary it very much tries to resist it but it is and as of february 2020 it had 3 million broadcasters day monthly and 15 million daily active users with 1.4 million average concurrent users so that's a lot of people Mm -hmm. watching this it's getting on par with youtube yeah it this really is, is like because i know that some people i know who barely know what twitch is think that it's small it's giant and it's most of the people playing video games that's the majority of what it is now that is to say that it also has things like podcasts or things like critical role is really popular on there it has shows it has people sitting in hot tubs it has asmr yeah. and it has i mean one of the hosts of this has... show does like multiple talk shows and stuff so yeah yeah it has crafting and hobbying and people cooking Mm -hmm. so it has other stuff on it but 90 percent of what twitch i would say that's not a real number that's me pulling it out of my ass is video games and people playing video games well the original intent was video games yeah yeah it actually was a subsidiary of another thing that did general streaming and but then it subsumed that and whatever whatever so i'm gonna start by outlining an incident for you during an august 6th broadcast the twitch streamer Wreck-It Raven, who is black and uses they-them pronouns, emotionally described a series of traumatic real-life experiences that informed who they are today. In response, viewers in the chat told Raven that they were loved. This made what happened next especially hurtful. About 20 minutes later, Raven's chat was flooded, was suddenly flooded by dozens of users spamming the same message, which in part, which read in part, this channel now belongs to the KKK. Oh my god. It was this... It was the second time that it happened in just one week. So this phenomenon is called a hate raid, and it's when a group of malicious users on Twitch use dummy accounts and bots to spam its streamers chat with abuse and hate speech. Oh shit, that happened to one of my friends once, actually. This is this is very serious, Jordan. Like this and it, it's gonna keep going. Oh, so God. everybody prepare yourself because this is really important and everyone needs to know this. Okay, so events like this have been happening for years, and the first reported incident with the Better Business Bureau was in 2018, um, and it's been happening to primarily uh, marginalized minorities and LGBT streamers, and it's finally reached a boiling point. On Monday, August 9th, Wreck-It Raven took to Twitter and created the hashtag TwitchDoBetter. Yeah. Um, so while that hashtag largely focuses on issues of the hate raids, it's also drawn link to many of the issues on the platform itself, like the unequal pay split, which is usually Twitch takes 50% of everything they make, um, unless you're, you can, you are a high volume audience streamer, which out of a hundred, most out of the top hundred ones, the majority of them are white men Mm -hmm. and about harassment at Twitch itself. So black streamers have been particularly targeted, but really no one at a marginalized identity is spared. It's also not a matter of audience size. 
as streamers, small and large alike, have experienced it. As you just said, you know someone yeah. who's had this happen. So hate raids uh, have in- been increasing since May when Twitch introduced the much requested and like for years begged for tag labels for streams by their yeah. specialized identity. So this included like you're able. So when you do a Twitch stream, you're able to label what game you're mm-hmm. playing, what type of playthrough you're doing, stuff like that. In May, they finally added ones like black, transgender, disabled. Um, and these tags are have been considered a boon to the t- Twitch community because it lets people find creators like themselves. And But at the same time, it opened up an avenue for hate since Twitch didn't do anything to stop it, put anything in place. The only thing Twitch said at the time was the te- when the tags were introduced was to use regular reporting systems. Which is basically you have to hand report people for doing yeah, offenses. Yeah, you do. Um, so there's in response to this, there's been like earlier this year, a Discord was dedicated to uh, created to stop this, uh, arming streamers with basically third party tools that were made specifically to stop this, since Twitch won't implement these things themselves. So just letting you know. However, since the start of the Twitter hashtag. The server has been bombarded by harassers. Um, the same night, they targeted anyone who retweeted the hashtag and streamed with black as a tag. Um, so I've got a couple examples for you. One of the new members, of, newest members of the Let's Play group I watch on YouTube, Kai, at Defined by Kai, yesterday, yesterday, literally yesterday, streamed and was hit by two hate raids in 30 minutes and will now only be streaming in follow only mode which means they can't engage with people like it means way less engagement it means they don't get as much visibility Mm -hmm. until twitch actually addresses this um and at this point in time i want to take a quick pause to show jordan a video of uh critical bard who is a beloved black queer Twitch Twitch streamer um, who experienced posted a video of him experiencing a hate raid because I want Jordan to be able to see this in action and the link and the links to all the articles I use to get this will be in the comments below if you want to take a moment to watch this so we're gonna watch it right now. Um, really, really quick before we do, I just I no, I'll I'll say it afterwards. Uh, I'm about to hit play. I'm done. Um, we're gonna take a second. I'm just gonna describe for everyone what the video shows in case you can't see it at this moment because it's very deeply affecting both me and Jordan at the moment um and basically what it shows is the critical bard saying that people marginalized people are being affected by these hate raids and bots and he experienced one while he was playing dead by daylight one of my favorite games where a bunch of bots came in and stream and spammed the n-word repeatedly um not only and it's not like oh it was just said once by one person once by one person no it was a whole block of each user saying the n-word like i would say probably like 50 times um yeah and it was like a wall of it where his chat was like a normal you know if if you ever see the twitch his chat was like you know a couple people talking and suddenly just blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks of deaths of the n-word said over and over and over and over again just floods through and um no one should have to ever experience that no one should ever have to experience that that 
Um, Leah can attest, I did kind of tear up and start crying during that. That's f- fucking horrible. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Um, the last example I had was pulled off of Twitter um, from Wreck-It Raven. Um, one streamer got permanently banned from Twitch Good. because they read out... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Not, Not a bad person. Oh, God. A streamer because the streamer read out loud what someone had said to it to respond and call them out what a user had sent because they were using bigoted slurs against her for being LGBT. And then she got banned because Twitch has systems in place that if you say inappropriate, if streamers say inappropriate things, you can get banned. And so she repeated what was said in the thing and reacted to it and then got banned by Twitch. Got her account taken away. So obviously... There are some issues with this, and it's happening left and right. Like, there, it's everywhere. There was a petition made by Lou Morrow um, that will be in the description, and I highly recommend everybody sign it, um, along with all these articles. And basically what they call for all the actions, they also say that during a charity stream, they were hate-rated, and this was the second time in a week that they had been hate-rated, Pretty much anybody who has retweeted anything about this is getting hate rated. It's organized. It's incredibly organized, which is scary. And it happens every single time now, pretty much to these people. Wreck-It Raven has been holding out and just like, oh, it makes me want to vomit. It's, there's, especially because, like, it's not, it's, it's including Nazi imagery. That's frequent on there. It's using people's names and doxing them. So, doxing is revealing people's personal information. So, it's revealing a lot of Twitch streamers' actual full names. Sometimes addresses. It's, it's not okay. It's scary to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to describe what's in the petition. But Jordan, do you want to say anything first? I have a lot to say about this. Um, because <laughs> um, I will be talking about like how Twitch responded and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But that's the main of what's been happening. Yeah. Um, something I didn't know, but I'm something I'm glad I haven't experienced because, I mean, my tags are very basic because i'm lazy so i'm glad that out of laziness i um was able to avoid racism great love to see it yeah but that's something that no one should ever have to experience it's disgusting because even calling him out and be like hey this is a problem gets you attacked and that is a method used to stop to stop people from even wanting to say anything about it and it's heinous it's disgusting um and as a black man that does put a lot of fucking fear in me for future um future streams it, it puts it puts a lot of fear in me because i, I yeah no one should have to experience and seeing that happen that it hurts just watching it happen it hurts when i when i was reading this i will say that the immediate thought that went through my head was thank god jordan doesn't use those tags yeah 
because I know I know you do it out of just she like laziness. you don't you don't update your tags. <laughs> she she um, laziness of all I update is the game. I don't add any other tags because I just don't want to because I'm lazy. It just it's it, it it's just, because I would never want that to happen to you, and I know that that you are one of the people who are I know who's less afraid because you have friends on the internet and you have people who support you but I don't want you to become more afraid because of what's happening and because that's the reason that like people don't see me when I stream people don't see like because I have I I am relatively afraid of people knowing who I am on the internet um and that's because as as a teenager, I saw what happened to Anita Scarcasian. So I, I, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was my immediate thought. It's yeah. There's a lot of thoughts flying to my head. It's just, I mean, spread awareness of like, as a whole, regardless of the company, regardless, of, we need to be better. This is completely unacceptable. Period. The and end. there's nothing people can do. <laughs> like there's people are posting what the mods are seeing when they look at this because you have when you have a large audience you have moderators yep. who moderate your chat and they have their own screen and they it's requiring either the streamer or the moderator to be instantly on it banning mass banning people and some people are like one person accidentally caught like unfall so there was one post where one person apologizing to her fan base because she had to unfollow because it was so bad the following bots that she had to unfollow a thousand real subscribers or real followers because she couldn't differentiate between the two and needed it to stop one person it went on for over an hour and as a mod who has been like so i so there it wasn't as bad as one of these but like i did experience a kind of that same type of thing with a hate raid where one of my friends they they two of them were streaming minecraft and suddenly like a bunch of bots came in and said like some nasty stuff i was mo- i was mod at the time and like had to get on it and like ban those and it just keeps they keep coming back because they're dummy accounts that are like you know it's controlled through a whole thing i don't know how it really works but there's maybe like one or two people and then a bunch of dummy accounts that you have to actually ban the real people and it's hard to do because it pops up so quick and to ban someone you have to click on the name you have to scroll over and click ban and then you have to do it again and again and again and sometimes it happens so fast that it is hard to get get them all and hard to get it immediately um actually funny story i was thinking about this today i was accidentally banned on a channel because like something like that happened where it wasn't a hate rate but it's like the do you want to be famous bot popped up and someone went to ban the bot but accidentally hit my name so it's hard sometimes especially if you have a large folly of people all talking at the same time it's hard to even hit the name correctly because you might accidentally like get somebody in the crossfire so Which something a needs of, to be done a lot of times <laughs> A lot of times people talk, like, people in the chat talk immediately because they don't want people to see that yeah, message. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, and people and so run interference to try to push the message away. And it's, it's, it's a lot going on, even as like, even if you have the best mods, it's still a feat to get rid of this stuff. Which draws to the biggest problem that Twitch has, which is that basically for the amount of money they take from 
um, creators, it's insane that they put all of this on the creators to yeah. do. All of the systems they have in place currently, and I'm telling people, I know this, all of the systems they have in place currently require the streamer to be proactive. They're not automatic. They require streamer to be proactive. Now, if you're talking, if you want to be a, a devil's advocate and say, well, you can ban certain words from your streams, great. These people will use alternative Yeah, I was, ab- I was about to and bring they, that up. And yep. they immediately... This, this is that's what I'm saying. It's scary because it's organized, because they will vary up the spellings being used. They'll make it, or they'll get around it by using loopholes by not actually saying hate speech. Sometimes it's straight up hate speech. Sometimes it's not. Um, and I was gonna now read what this petition calls for, which is what generally people have been calling for Twitch to have. Um, it calls for to introduce additional authentication processes when creating accounts like malt, uh, two-step verification, uh, log people's IP addresses to ensure they aren't creating numerous accounts for follow botting, allow streamers to customize criteria on how long a follower's account has been created in order to follow, implement customizable terms of following for streamers to put in before a person follows a streamer, when a user is banned, they should not be able to create or log into another account and follow again. That one's big too because that happens on a small scale as well of people multi-creating accounts yeah. to do stuff. Um, nor should they be able to send messages to the streamer or mods, nor should they be able to continue watching the stream. Introduce universal slurs that are banned by from Twitch. Currently, streamers have to enter these slurs in mod view for the mm-hmm. channel implement better means to communicate feedback of these reports to Twitch because most of this feedback came from goddamn Twitter. Like, why? Um, Implement ability for moderators to accept or deny raids in the mod panel, which, like, why the fuck isn't that already a thing? And allow streamers to set up, set the account age to allow people to chat on the channel. So those are what people were calling for. And... Here is Twitch's reply. So Twitch replied on basic on August 11th, which this whole started on the 9th, saying that basically saying that they're working on stuff was the equivalent of the tweet, which they're like, okay, what does that mean? And then this is what they've said on August 20th, which is that no one should have to experience malicious and hateful attacks based on who they are or what they stand for. This is not the community we want on Twitch. And we want you to know that we're working hard to make Twitch a safer place for creators. Hate spam attacks are the result of highly motivated bad actors and do not have a simple fix. Your reports have helped us take action. We have been continually updating our site-wide banned word filters to help prevent variations on hateful slurs and removing bots when identified. We've been building channel-level band evasion detection and account improvements to combat this malicious behavior for months. However, as we work on solutions, bad actors work in parallel to find ways around them, which is why we can't always share details. In the meantime, keep reporting these egregious attacks, and it helps us identify and remove backed actors in their networks and update tools and behaviors. As behaviors evolve, these changes may not be visible, but we are making them daily. Now, I don't know about you, Jordan, but that's not enough. Most of that shit didn't address any of the things that were asked for. And 
the things they did say still are feel like a lot of them are still putting that work on the streamer. Yeah. I mean, it, it because like think about it, a lot of people do get like so many supplemental income from twitch like there a lot of these people are quote-unquote um twitch affiliates or twitch partners which means that by having subscribers or by streaming they are getting paid um and twitch needs to be better because this is like this is like a second job this is where people are trying to um be creative and they have a creative outlet let and make money from it and twitch does that for them but it's also harmful if you have like all this stuff happening where people don't feel safe to do that where it does sometimes go much yeah. further like you were saying in the doxing and stuff where now it's like you have to worry about these people who are spreading the hate speech finding out where you are and twitch needs to be better and it does need to be a thing on like maybe have some stuff for like the um creators do but it needs to be on twitch to do that because that is their platform we are using their platform to create it shouldn't be on us to make sure the platform doesn't hurt us it should be on the platform yeah and that solution like i get the fact that they can't say everything they're doing but the things described there don't seem to to do enough for me that's not enough like saying yeah you want them to be safe great but it doesn't it doesn't doesn't seem to imply urgency when this tweet was in between several other advertisement tweets for their own yeah. shit yeah, right like it's just ugh, you go to the twitter and it frustrates like i had to find this in their twitter and it was just frustrating to look for because I'm like, I don't want to learn about your prime programming. I don't want to learn about you showing me all these white creators, which that was the majority of who was being shown on the tweets that were there. Um, I want to learn about Ninja. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I done. Really don't care about Ninja like, or Fortnite. And it, yeah, so it just doesn't feel enough, which also has led to also on August 28th, there's a new hashtag that oh. appeared, which is called A Day Off of Twitch, which asks, it's was created by Wreck-It Raven and two other streamers who I cannot unfortunately remember the names of at the moment, but they'll be in the comments or in the, in the description, um, which calls for streamers and users to boycott Twitch on September 1st to draw attention to these issues. So they're basically saying we're all going to go black on, uh, on Twitch and not use it September 1st to draw attention. So if you use Twitch, get off at September yeah. 1st. Let's not do it, which might be too late for when this comes out. I don't remember when this is yeah, coming this out. Is coming, this is um, going to be coming out the second, probably. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, damn Whoops. it. I can post, I can post about it or talk to at least the people I know who are We'll post about it. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, because, but hopefully it goes well. We hope it goes well. Yeah, this is, I I want everybody to know about this. Tell everyone, tell everybody this is yeah. happening because it shouldn't be and people should be up in arms about this. And I feel like the gaming community, the marginalized minority gaming community shouldn't have to stand on their own. They should get support from everybody, from all the other organizations that are working towards this in other yeah. places. Because we're, this is an important part of, making the world a better place is 
by providing young people content that they can consume from people who look like them. Oh, that was upsetting. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like... I feel like I stopped you from talking because you were just upset by it. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Like, it's it's just, yeah, it's something that I like li- literally had no clue about. And they, when you said, I think earlier before we started streaming, he's like, oh, this is something you should know about. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like like you say that to me, I'm just like, uh oh, this, this is this is gonna be bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, uh oh, it's real bad. It's it's. I'm glad that you had an experience this. Yet, oh yeah, thank God, because that would have like ruined like, my week. Month, year, millennia. I'm, I'm also like you know a lot of. I'm also sad because you know a lot of people who stream and none of them have told. Because they probably didn't know though. And you didn't hear. That's I know, which makes me. I'm not saying against them. I'm saying that I want this to be more well known. I want everybody to know about this. I want every you. I want us to tell everyone. Go and tell. I want to shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, go and tell everybody. Sorry, what? I went straight to yeah. Elton John. So that's that's what we got. That's it. do you feel the rage? I mean, is right now it's there, more everyone? sadness than rage, but um, it's there. Well, it's I mean, and I, and I think so. that just like for the people listening to the show, it's clearly you have an interest and have like the thought of wanting neuroculture or learn, wanting to learn about neuroculture and how it can be diverse wanting to learn about how we can do better but also have the thought of how you can be better and i think through this yeah spread the word and like awareness for things like this but also just take a look at yourself and make sure that if there's anything in you that is like harming other people maybe you need to change that and also but yeah spread the awareness and be supportive work to make nerd culture open and safe for everybody period the end yeah so. and this is like one of those things that this is a fast this was a fast growing topic it's only like this past week that it's been like getting news articles so make sure you're following your sources like my twitter is technically mostly academic stuff that i follow but i do follow a couple of creators because it's a good way for me to get that. And that's how I found out about this. And so it's good to like be up on that so you can support people who are having a struggling time. And like, that's people like, so like people like Wreck-It Raven who were having such, who have been hit so hard by this, like people were sending in love rates instead, which was beautiful. And just, yeah, support your creators. Make sure they check in with them. Make sure they're doing okay. Tell everybody about this if you use Twitch and watch Twitch because even if you're not watching the people who are being affected by this, you need to know so you can protect against it because Twitch isn't currently doing anything and we need to make sure that we're protecting yeah, each other. And that's part of like culture in general. It's just looking out for people who are into the same, well, nerd culture in general, looking out for people who are in the same thing as you. It could be like recommending you... stuff to people. It could be like, oh, hey, let's, you know, this is happening. Look out for your friends in their culture, period. Yeah. Which it's it's funny because I've talked to people before about how Twitch is very different about than like from YouTube or other video streaming platforms because Twitch develops communities yeah. and those communities are developed around their, play, um, their creators. And these communities can be loving. Yes. And there'll be people who, like, they buy subscriptions for other people in gift, they call called gift bombs, and they'll get subscriptions from yeah. people. 
and they'll just spend their money making sure that other people can access the same content and it supports their creator. Like, that's something you don't see in other places on the internet. People being like, I'm paying for you to enjoy this creator too. Like, that's amazing. That's a great culture to have and build up. I'm part of a couple Twitch communities that are very good. And like you said, they do like the um, gifting subs and subscribing and stuff. And like, but a lot of like people that like I now follow and are also friends with came from Twitch and it it helps create a community around like common interests either video games whatever talk shows are going around crafting whatever it it's Twitch can be very good and I don't want to like use this be like, oh yeah Twitch is horrible Twitch can be good they need to be better but it can be good. It can be good for creating relationships. It can be good for finding people who are into the same games as you. Because there was a time when, like, I randomly, like, stumbled upon a Twitch stream of a game that I hadn't played in years and that I loved and, like, ended up talking to that person. That person became, like, you know, someone, like, I could talk to about that game. And just it's, it's a good – it can be a very good place. We just need to make it safe for everybody. Yeah, especially as we're the users. Like, the people using it, it's one of the least – it's one of the last – not least, it's one of the less toxic video yeah, game right. communities I have been yeah. a part. Of. I mean, like in you're saying, like, oh yeah, well, Jordan hasn't experienced this. So, like his friends and talk because, like, in the corner of Twitch that I'm at, it's very, very clean, very safe, non toxic place to be. And like, I love being on Twitch in the way that I have been. It's saddening to know that this is happening elsewhere, but it's Twitch has been a comfortable safe place for me to make friends and i i want that to exist for everybody i want everybody to have a chance to have a comfortable safe place to make friends which is frustrating because most of the creators who this is happening to are the people who create yeah right (laughs) it sucks who advocate those safe spaces like i i don't know a lot of the ones who have been talking i do know kai and she's a wonderful person um but critical bard man that dude he's great Everybody knows Critical Bard. If you play D&D, you know Critical Bard. And he's... They are wonderful. Oh, like, no one... Yeah, haven't heard a bad word said. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my pronoun game is off today. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Um, But, so, I think we're at the end of the show. I'm kind of drained from that, to be honest. It's fine, <laughs> dude. It needs to be talked about. Um... So, Leah, yeah. you have to go first because my brain's dying. Mm. Um, what is um, s- something okay. you could enjoy in the world of nerd culture recently as we close out the show? Well, I've been playing immediately Breath of the Wild. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I fucking love Legend of Zelda. I grew up playing Legend of Zelda. Wind Waker, love it. Ocarina of Time, love it. Played the shit out of uh, Link's Awakening over yeah, christmas it's such a cute game. um which i keep calling link to the past which yeah, is a not completely link to the different past. game Anyways, um uh but yeah i haven't been able to get for a really long time invested in breath breath of the wild for whatever reason um but i finally was able to like i took because i actually had vacation took time played it really enjoyed been playing the shit out of it um, I really, like, my friend has been in love with the Princess Zelda and, and particularly says that I am Impa from that game. Um, and she, I feel like that friend was on our show before. Potentially, potentially. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I understand why she loves Zelda. Like, 
I love the fact that Zelda is less of a... I haven't finished the game yet, but is less... Is less passive. She clearly is the strong one. She's clearly the one who's been holding off Ganon for a hundred years and is just, like, waiting for him to, like, come and, like, not save her, but be like, come on, just finish this. I've been waiting for so long. I've been doing this for so long. Like, she's powerful and she's got her own shit going on. And I'm like, I really appreciate how they've done that, where it's like, she's not weak. She doesn't need to be saved. What she needs, well, they do say saved and proven. It's not that actually how you do it. It's just, she's, she keeps going. Like, she's just like, come on, stick the sword in. I've, I've got them held down and pinned to the ground. You missed all the hard work. So. Yeah, well, it, it's it's less of, like, dependent on a male to save you and more of, like, hey, I'm the leader of a team and I just need the rest of my team to um catch up with me kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's pretty yeah. great. Also, this is a fun one. I'm going to say this because if you want ridiculousness, go watch Jungle Cruise. <laughs> okay. So I went and saw this with a friend. Um, This like a couple days ago and it's ridiculous like disney just made a movie based on a random ride at disney world the movie is ridiculous it's like pirates of the caribbean slash the mummy it's clear no one had any expectations for the movie everything about it is just (laughs) kind of silly uh also we laughed really really hard at the end because they're like yeah and the woman's been made a full professor at cambridge and we both laughed really hard as women who are PhD students. Um, <laughs> Cause this set movie set in 1916. Um, and, but yeah, it, if you want a movie that literally doesn't care what you think of it and is just meant to be fun, that's a good one because part of the thing beforehand in the before show, they were like on the red carpet with them and we're like, yeah, it's just, you know, this year's been tough. We're, it's a movie to have fun and go see. And it's, that's what it was. It, this year's been tough. You want a movie that literally is meaningless and just meant to just be a fun adventure romp? Go see that. It's meaningless. Sometimes we need that. God knows after this episode we need it. So... Well, this is That's my recommendation. Super awkward for what I'm about to talk about. Oops. Is it sad and depressing? Is it horror? Leah. <laughs> Leah says that it laughs because she knows <laughs> that it is both sad and depressing. It's not horror this time, Leah, but it is sad. And, I'll here. I'll give two. So not both of mine are. Well, not mine is not just sadness. Okay. So um, this one get, with anime. Yes, there are always going to be its issues with um sexualizing. Blah 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 blah. blah. But um, the final um, Neon Genesis Evangelion movie released, and this is like the end of, like, the true end. No more Ava should be ever created or released ever again. Of um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, Thrice Upon a Time. And it is a significant show and movie to me because it does deal with a lot of mental health and depression um coping with it shows how like the characters deal with their own mental health and depression and stuff like that and it it, it was it was deep and emotional for me and it had an impact like the anime as a whole has had an impact on my life but like this movie definitely was one that like 
left an after effect on me and i may or may not have ugly cried at the end of it but yeah if if you want like a cool anime to watch that does have um you know a little bit deeper than just people jumping into robots and fighting monsters and does deal with um you know mental health um depression abuse and things like that please watch neon genesis neon neon genesis evangelion um the rebuilt movies are a very easy way to access it and like get into it without watching 26 episodes of anime and then another movie on top of that but if you just want like a couple a series of movies that are really cool some of the best animation i've ever seen before um albeit some weird cgi towards the end um definitely check out neon genesis it's it's great um and yeah so that that's my sad depressing melancholic side look look guys i I need to tell you this is just like every time i've recommended something to jordan most of the stuff i watch as you know or read or whatever is happy as fuck because no happy as fuck escapism because that's what i live for i refuse to read shit sad shit give me happy or give me death now romance fits that bill Anyways, Leah, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that I know what Jordan likes to read, and he likes to read sad shit. <laughs> I like to read either horror or something that's troublingly so melancholic. That's I just because like I don't know. A lot of it is because when I read some of the stuff, I can find a character in it that I relate to and that like has a similar story, has similar emotions or feelings to me, and I like to read things that reflect how I'm feeling. And that's why I get into a lot of I tried stuff. A lot of the really sad stuff. Stop it. I, it's my turn to say I have the floor. I tried to bond what? over comedic horror and it didn't work, guys. I'm gonna be honest. I love comedic horror, but he did not bond. Anyways, give me your happy one. Red Ear, not as comedic horror, and that was great. Oh, that was good. But you never read John uh, David Wong. It's fine. I will... I, anyways... <laughs> And the other thing is still is a lot of, so a lot of my escapism comes in form of anime because anime is 23 minute episodes and it's very easily accessible. Um, but one of the anime that I watched, and this is like completely off character for me because it wasn't about um, sadness or melancholy. I watched the anime Hanabato or however it's pronounced, which is about badminton. Oh, very exciting sports. It's, it's about, it's, it's about a female, um, badminton, uh, female high school badminton team and like their journey of going to like nationals and it was it's really it's really cool and yeah there is a little bit of melancholy in there but like like at the very beginning it follows like a girl um nagisa who um she had gotten to like either the finals of nationals or right before nationals and had a complete shutout match where she didn't score a singular point and like kind of dealing with like her emotions like oh should i even play badminton anymore because like why, why am i even playing it if i can't even win and it's like going and like goes through like finding the love for the sport again and like teamwork and being on a team and like you know just working together and like by the end of it like you see like her character completely changed to being like bitter about losing to be like oh i just want to play to have fun and like facing an opponent who can easily beat her and like looking at it's like no let's just have fun with this and it was it was really fun to watch i played tennis in middle school and a little bit high school before i came to the current high school where i met leah and i um love tennis so much and it's not badminton, but it kind of like watching the show kind of reinvigorated my love for tennis. And I'm trying to find people to play with. Again, are you gonna so. Are you gonna watch yeah. Prince of Tennis next? What? No, 
Fuck Crimson Tears. <laughs> I have opinions about sports and animes, but we'll not get. Please tell this. me your opinions about sports and animes, because this one, this one stayed closer to realism when it came to sports anime. And I appreciated that they did it like without special news. It actually just showed like the sport being played as a sport, yeah. and like. Yeah, like that was something I appreciated. Like, like the whole, like the biggest, like oh, special power thing that happened was like someone was left-handed, oh. and which is like a very like different thing because most players are right-handed. When you play a left-handed player, it is harder because like their um weak side is not their weak side anymore. So you have to like change up the style of playing. Yeah. So, anyways, yes. and also with badminton, the way you hit the shuttlecock because the feathers rotate one way if you do it left-handed they rotate the other way causing a spin on the shuttlecock so that was the only like (laughs) anime-ish thing that happened in the show and i was like oh this is like i don't like sports animes like whatever leah has to say about sports anime i don't if anyone just after that explanation had their mouth open just hanging open like mine did just no you're not alone i like after that explanation my mouth was just like hanging open i was like uh. but anyways dude i love see but i love like tennis bat like the racket sports racquetball and like watch it i'm just like yeah so if you guys like Shut up, if you like the racket sports, watch Hadavada. It's actually really fun. Oh, God. Anyways, Leah. Okay. We should don't, finish that. Don't make fun. You talk about some weird stuff, too. I know. And I talk about I'm bad making anime, and you're I coming at me. You I can, love no, it. No, you know what? It's so, happy. Um, I will be... <clears throat> So I will be um, looking for a new host, co-host it's of this happy. show. So if you want to apply for a, to be the new co-host of Side Character, you can send us an email. At uh, side all right, shut up. At all right, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But also, if you, eh, no, I'm doing, and now I'm doing, I'm going serious. But also, if you do want to like reach out to us, uh, anything in the email, you can um, find us at sidecharacterspodcast at gmail as we stated earlier, we are now a part of the Educated Mess Network um, with shows like Jack of All Trades, Rumor Flies, and Everything But Murder. And like I said, it's like, you know, trying to educate people and trying to, like, you know, topics, like singular topics that, like, you know, you can really dive into and learn about. So we're bringing the nerd culture and diversity side of that while Everything But Murder is bringing true crime that focuses on true crime that isn't gratuitous murder. Um, Jack of All Trades is doing comic books and trades. And um, Rumor Flies is pretty much your Mythbusters like show where they come up with a lot of rumors or misconceptions or myths. And then they talk about if this is a real thing that happens or not. And one of my favorite episodes of Rumor Flies was their pirate episode. So just look out for stuff like that. It's really interesting things. But um, you can find that over at the Educated Mess Network. This will be a link, the first link in our um, episode description. But please check it out. Lee and I also did a blog on that um, network where we kind of talked about the origins of the side characters podcast, like what got us into really talking about these topics and why we are interested in nerd culture in the first place. So you please gotta, check that out as well. You gotta know yes, Dragon Age was included in that blog post because it had to be. Anyways, I was the reason I was laughing, I need to tell you this before we finish up, was because I imagined that your new escapism and your new happy thing was going to be sports oh, no. was going to be sports anime and it made me laugh. I mean the next anime I am looking at for when I am not doing something from my large list of TV shows, anime and other stuff, um is Stars Line, an anime about 
tennis. Wait, wait, there's another one. I was going to make a joke. Hold on. Give me a second to look up the name so I can make a joke. Hey, hold on. Give me a second to make fun of you. Give, give me, wait, really quick. Wait, let me take a quick second to find something so I can make no, fun of you. No, it's going to be like, wait, your next anime is not going to be Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which I just found on Netflix the other day. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It was advertised on the top of my Netflix. Please I don't watch say anime. that title one more time. Please say the title one more time. Rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai. All I have in the description yep. for the first episode is after experiencing pu- puberty syndrome himself, high school pariah Sakuta uh, keeps meeting girls suffering from it, including his sister and actor May. My. My, probably my. Yeah, my. Jeez, uh, Leah. I, that is the worst place to end the show. But thank you guys for listening. Um, I am not dreaming of Bunny Chan or whatever, Bunny Senpai. Yeah. Everybody, please check out Educated Mess. And those shows are very good. I do love quite a few of them. And by quite a few of them, rumor flies. Um, <laughs> everybody, please go listen. And thank you for checking us out. We will be coming back with Adventures with Season 2 on some pretty fun topics. So we will catch y'all later. Thank you. Bye!